pop culture questions only one podcast knows. Nerds that know. Rated R. From the greatest minds from around the world, this is the Nerds That Know. Stash here, and I am totally on top of the game today, as you can tell. You know what, guys? It has been a week. Let me tell you, it has been a week. It's Monday! It's been a week in one day. Since our last show, it has been a week. Oh. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You figure that out, Smurf, or do I have to explain it to you again? Yeah, explain it to me again, you pinchy bitch. Oh, well, see, mean? Smurf, time can be subjective to a certain other point. And therefore, there is no absolute week, okay? It's all so, lovely timing. I can go slower if you want and draw pictures. So you're telling me my future self is going to get eaten in a cave down by the river. I hope. <laughs> Depending on which river, that might be kind of cool. Yeah, that could be cool. <laughs> it's true. But, I mean, who knows? It'll be a lame river because that's how life goes. Smurf Introduce here. Introduce yourself, my minions. <laughs> I was going to introduce you all as trolls, goblins, or ghouls, but I wasn't paying attention when I got the cue. (laughs) Yeah, way to go. (laughs) Actually, this weekend I was a Viscountess at the Unicorn Festival, so we'll go with that. That's fun. Yeah, I got to wear a hoop skirt and, you know, the whole bit for both days. I saw the outfit you posted. It was very intricate. Looked very nice. Uh, the green one or the white one? Green one. I like the green one. I made the headpiece. Nice. All right. Why was the turnout for the Unicorn Festival? I know there was a lot of talk about it, but I didn't really see how the turnout was. It was really good. Uh, it was super crowded, um, but not like freakishly so because, you know, it's in a park. Uh, It actually probably had a better turnout this year than it did the first time I went, which was two years ago with Tanks Girls. Um, My sister and I took the girls to the Unicorn Festival. There were a lot more vendors there this year. Uh, The costume contest had like 75 participants. Oh, my. I saw it. It was a bunch of little girls in tutus with horns. It was freaking hilarious. (laughs) <laughs> it was like overload on adorable and sugar. It was just—I got a—I got a cavity just watching it. There were some adults in the costume contest as well, and uh, some of their outfits were really intricate. So, hopefully, uh, it rained out like we did. It did. It got rained out both days. God, the rain has been a business killer the last month. It is. People are afraid of rain for some reason down here. I'm really not sure why. We deal with snow quite regularly. I'm not sure why rain is that scary, but it keeps everyone in their houses. Well, you know, snow, you can brush off your shoulders. Rain gets you wet. 
and not negative. Yeah, who doesn't like getting wet sometimes? Exactly. Yeah. You know, it wasn't bad until it started being um, like the super huge drops. Oh. Um, and then it was one of those things like the uh, the paper parasols that we had with us did not do oh. well in the rain. That's a bad end. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Those things are worthless. No, no. Yeah. Um, they're they're like the high quality, not like the crappy ones that go in a drink. Hmm. Um, but they survived. It yeah, just we had our popcorn down here and both days got rained. Yeah. Killed a lot of the traffic, unfortunately. Well, I am sorry that is unfortunate. I enjoyed the rain because it made bike ride weather quite agreeable. So I had a great weekend. Yeah, I was in the studio working on the podcast and, and filming a cocktail. So I was fine. We just watched the torrential downpour. It was amazing. <clears throat> I guess it's like over by my house got flooded out so much that the highway closed. Sweet. Yeah. I didn't believe it, but my friend showed me pictures of the highway and I was like, oh my God. All this rain fell in like a 10 minute period. It was so strange. But it was awesome. Well, fun things were done this weekend. I mean, I went over and watched babysitter movies with a couple friends of mine. I watched The Babysitter, The Babysitter Killer Queen, and then Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter Said. Oh, classic, classic film. Yep. All three, very good. Very good use of my time. Interesting lineup. How'd you get on the babysitter topic? Um, I like, wanted them to watch the babysitter movies because I love them and they're really good. They're on uh, Netflix. Okay. And essentially they're like spoofs, but they are they're very well done spoofs of horror movies. They essentially take every horror trope and refine it down into a single character and make that character nothing but their trope. And then and then they die in the way that is appropriate to die for their trope. It's very interesting and very entertaining to watch. I highly recommend it. So don't tell mom the babysitter's dead, but you didn't watch Adventures in Babysitting, which also has Michael Coogan in it. We watched three babysitter movies. I wanted to go home. <laughs> You're missing the best one. Come on. I don't know. Don't. Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead is a pretty quality movie and a lot more raunchy than I realized. Oh, yeah, that, that's a filthy movie. It's dirty. Yeah, yeah. It's great. I think that was a prerequisite for every movie of that decade. It's true. Yeah. I mean, it I was... Mean, one thing... Go, Go ahead. ahead. I was just going to segue us into our one of our topics, that's all. Go. Be free. Be free. Free my little Smurfling, be free! Because when I watched, I got caught up on The Bad Batch, which is just so, like, bomb-droppingly awesome. I cannot believe the atom bomb that they dropped, and it was absolutely spectacular. It's the pickup we've been waiting for, to be honest. 
It is. It really sets the stage for the rest of the the show, and it is. I I'm I couldn't believe it. I was absolutely just like, wow! They just spelled it all out for us. Well, I'm glad because uh, as of this weekend, I think it's the first time I've heard any real news coverage of that show. So they clearly did something right. Well, and it's, I think it's just been all a bunch of setup to this point and just kind of getting you hooked on the characters. And it was just See, wow. I think this did a lot more to hook me on the, sh- the show and characters than the last three episodes. It's true. I'm kind of in there with you. I mean, the last couple of episodes have been, they've really ramped up. Um, we start seeing, we're seeing characters get killed off. Which is oh. always exciting. Yeah, that's always fun. That's a fun game. Who dies this week? Yep. Who eats it? <clears throat> we haven't had that for a couple years. Ever since uh, they, you know, George R. 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 You know, ended his universe in the cinematic ways. Yes. So the question that remains is, what happens to Omega? Because she doesn't make it, at least that I'm aware of. Oh. That's an interesting question. Hopefully they give us an answer to that, to be honest. And given the reveal of who she is, I'm wondering if there's going to be a up-close-and-personal meeting with her and her brother. There would have to be, I'm assuming. But Perhaps. Well, that's an interesting perspective, though. Would it, would it take place in this show? It would. It would have to. In theory, yeah. Because and they would be relatively close to the same age. Well, yeah, but you know the Star Wars universe—they kind of, you know, play with whatever they want. Yeah, like characters show up randomly in different ways at weird times sometimes. So, they, (laughs) as weird as it sounds, they could literally do all the setup during the animated show and pay it off at like in like book of boba or something like that where you get like a flashback or something i thought about that but that would just be really disjointing i think but it would be that's star wars it's it's incredibly disjointing (laughs) (laughs) how many times have they retconned shit in this series all right good point darth maul died five times i'm pretty sure well, they just kept cutting limbs off and replacing them with robot parts. So eventually, I mean, he was a, a, a head on a spider body. You know, <laughs> he looked like that weird baby from Toy Story, which is still oh. not as creepy as the original sketches for his character. Yeah, I guess that's true. And yeah. and that race that you know with the brain in the jar—that's Bomar Monk, and that's actually part of his religion to have his brain taken out of his body and put in the little bowl with the spider legs and all of that. You see it in Jabba's Palace. <clears throat> but no, overall though, Bad Batch, this this is the best this is the best episode. So far. So far, and honestly the best one in a in a few weeks. It was it was really good. That's worth watching. If you if you haven't followed along, if you're not a huge Star Wars junkie, I get it. But if you just haven't followed along because you're not sure and you like Star Wars, it's worth it. It's worth investing the time to get to this, story, to get to this point. Now. Yes. How many more episodes do we have in this season? 
seven, Six, seven, somewhere in there. Yeah, it's not right. that big of a season. I think it's supposed to be 16 episodes, I think. I can't remember. I think it's supposed to be 16, though. Mm-hmm. That's cool, though. I'm glad I finally turned, because yeah. I know I was talking to Tank about it last mm-hmm. week, and he was saying it was a bit of a rough week. I I, I just, I the storyline hasn't grabbed me. It finally did it today. Like I was like, oh, this is cool. This is what I want. This is the that big lore reveal that I, the reason I enjoy Star Wars is because of that, you know, the giant fight scenes that are, you know, really long and dramatic. And then this just weird lore drop all of a sudden. Those are the things that I like. We got the buy-in finally. Finally, we got the buy-in. Exactly. And that's what this was. It was the, it was the one like, oh, it's worth watching. Cool. All right. Thanks for that. (laughs) Appreciate it. But yeah, overall good though. Yeah, well, I will never go back. I tried, and I just I can't do it, man. I just don't care about Star Wars enough. <laughs> it's but, uh, boring. It's fine. It's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a little, sure. maybe it's above your station. We can draw you some diagrams, some pie charts. You know pictures put some little paragraphs on the back for you later it'll be good thank you i appreciate that i do need flashcards always (laughs) (laughs) if i'm gonna be 100 percent honest how much how many episodes did you watch uh three jump in on this one and just watch this one the one that just came out you'd actually you'll it connects a big part of the story i'll think about it it's a, it might actually be worth your time just for the the story the single story that they kind of tell that connects to like the beginning and I'm guessing the end of the season mm. is it is actually kind of cool. Well, I'll give it some thought and see. I mean, they're only a half hour long, so they're not a huge time sink, but it's just remembering it. <laughs> we'll see. Gotcha. If nothing else. I've been watching Loki on Disney Plus. Ooh. They have drawn me in on this show, but not in the way that either of the other shows did. I'm intrigued because I'm not, I know a big chunk of what's going on, but that last episode gave me the tent night. What what, what is that stupid movie? Um, Nolan did it. The tops and the dreamscapes and all that shit. Inception. Inception. This week had its weird Inception point that made me not fully believe what we were seeing is actually happening. I feel the same way. I feel like at the end of this last episode, I was thinking a lot of this was a let's call it. An enchant- imaginary, a glimmer, maybe. It might yeah. be. Get some, some might call it an enchantment. Yeah. Some of it might call it an illusion. Yes. Depending on uh, who it's coming from, it because it felt disconnected from what has happened previously in certain ways. 
See, well, it, I, it I think you're looking at it the wrong way, though. <clears throat> I think you're, we're looking at the wrong game. I think this is Loki. That's so, what I'm, I'm actually saying it's Loki. No, it's the Enchantress. I, I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. I've been saying this See, since episode one. It's the Enchantress. It's her power set. It, it's, it's a bigger picture. But I don't think it's her messing with Loki. I think it's Loki messing with her. That's what I mean. Told, oh, I okay. This episode was Loki playing a shell game with yes. who we're, we're being told right now is what, what is Sal, Sal, why can't I Sylvie. Sylvie, yes. Thank you. Sylvie. Who could potentially be Loki, could be Enchantress, could be I mean, a few different I was I did some research on the Enchantress uh, last night or the night before. Mm-hmm. And Celine is the name of one of the Enchantress. Yes, it is. So I was like, oh, that's a pretty big giveaway. But the thing I didn't realize is that Loki technically gives her her abilities from what I read up. And it's really interesting if perhaps she stole her abilities from like maybe another Loki. I read a lot of conflicting things because there's two characters called Enchantress and um, she learns abilities very differently. One is she's given them by Loki. One of them is she's like an Asgardian that steals them from other like really famous wizards and their ilk. But I don't know. The thing I was really intrigued about is if she is Enchantress she is a really good rival for the Scarlet Witch. I was reading up on their dynamic and it's really interesting. Oh, like, it's, a good, it's a good fight between the two of them. A yeah. low level version of Scarlet Witch? Yeah, her powered up, she'd nuke Enchantress. That's the problem. Because mm-hmm. you can't tap Scarlet Witch when she's going full. Which goes full house of m yeah when she goes full nexus you can't there's not really many entities in the universe that can keep up with her but if the enchantress can touch her and fool her long enough oh yeah she could do she could do some shit fuck her up but i think loki pulling out the data pad and it disintegrating in front of them is the illusion I, 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 I agree. I think that I is when we know. switched what was happening to yep. a whole different story. Yeah, because that's at that point, he's he wants to know who this is. He knows it's not him or mm-hmm. a virgin. So he's trying to find out, and he's fishing the entire time, and he's going to take it right up to the very end and go, oh, hey, look what I found, and and get him off. Or something else pops up, but he's he's playing a long game right now. Well, there's only like two other possibilities, and one of those we've basically been told is not going to happen. Uh-huh. We are not going to be getting um, Nate at any point in time, it looks like. So, so that's we'll basically see. out the window right now. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. There could be another reveal for another character. Um, um, Morbius could show up and actually find them and get them out of there. Mm-hmm. which is another possibility. And there's also the conductor, which we really haven't seen anything of from the time bureau uh, to get them off the planet. So the uh, conductor who's that? 
it's it's another part of the story that happens in the Fantastic Four with the train. And I thought that's where we were going when they got on the train to begin with before they got thrown off. I thought it was going to be like the time train and the conductor and and all of that. And they still may do that. And I don't want to ruin the story, but they're part of the time, the time bureau. Yeah. Okay. But one of my cohorts came up with a very interesting theory on the the time um, watchers. What's their names? The Which lizard, ones? the keepers the of time. Those time people? keepers. Time keepers. He has a theory that they're actually watchers from failed timelines. Well, we know. Well, it depends on which. I get depends on what storyline they're going with. I mean, traditionally they're not, but traditionally they're not. But we did get a glimpse of them in a couple of other movies, Guardians, of course. But um, is 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 that a possibility? I hadn't even thought about that, and I was like, that's not bad. And then the other theory that I've been kind of working around with is the the war that we hear about in the first episode hasn't happened yet that the war that creates all of the variances and all of that, and they go to war is coming. It's the precursor and they're setting up with a little foreshadowing of the war coming. It hasn't happened yet. Well, they've kind of, they've, they've left a trail for that and they've kind of hinted it. I mean, they gave us the big Lord reveal about who actually is the time bureau. Yes. Mm-hmm. They gave us that already. They, they, they told us flat out, like, no, it's not what it looks like. Yeah. It's a lie this a giant store a giant part of the story is a complete lie mm-hmm. so so then yeah. and, and i don't think it's the people in the time bureau i think it is the time bureau and and how it all shakes out so i'll be curious to see if, if his theory comes true or or what um i'm kind of anxious and excited <clears throat> all at once well, and then the, the whole reason I was kind of following the idea of like, you know, what, what you said with the Morbius potentially coming through and them potentially typing into KC, they focus very heavily on the middle of the timekeepers. There's three guys, but they always focus on the center one. And he has a very distinct look to him that is familiar to comic book readers. And that's why the whole time I was like, they got to be doing this somehow. But they basically said that that's not going to happen. So, but they've said that before. Yeah, but not so definitively. Like the, even like the, everyone involved seems to be saying, no, he's not showing up. He is here. He has been picked. He has been cast. He's not showing up during Loki. Uh, so, well, we only have three episodes left. Mm-hmm. before this all wraps up so i can't that. believe we haven't had a single bonus scene yet not yet but i think we just hit the halfway mark so yeah, it'll probably yeah. be coming this week or next week that's what i was thinking i mean i think it's it's a solid show i feel like they've done a really good job and it made me realize how ignorant i am of this specific area of marvel comics so I was doing quite a bit of research. I'm really intrigued by the the uh, executioner. <laughs> yeah, the executioner we already saw. We did see executioner. Yep, we already saw the executioner at the end of Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, did we? Yes. Yep. That's who Carl's Urban's character yeah, is. 
Carl Urban is the executioner. Yep. Mm. It just goes not to, to say uh, that he might not show up, but I mean that's 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 his character. That's who he is. Yeah. It, it well, just goes to show he, that everything uh, is interconnected. What was that? But it just Sorry goes about. to show that everything is connected. That'd be good, like if they did kind of bring him in all of a sudden, because as far as we know. He's not he could have lived. Dead. We don't know what Asgardians died and which ones lived. So. Yeah, we we just know that it got blown up and there's not many left. So yeah. And he did have his re, you know, his redemption moment. So and I like Carl Urban. I really do as an actor, so I'd like to see him come back as the executioner. I think that would Especially be now that he'd be like at this point unless something weird happens, he'd be like a full-on good guy, I guess at this point. It would, unless, mm-hmm. and I really hope they don't do this. If they go with like the Thunderstruck or some other stupid Thor character, that would just annoy the shit out of me. How about that version of Ragnarok? Maybe. Maybe. That'd be weird, but that, that'd doable. be too weird. That again, I know it's <laughs> it's Marvel. It's supposed to be disjointed, but that I don't know. That'd be just kind of weird. Yeah, I'm still. I'm still toying with the idea that our Selene is trying to uh, prevent Ragnarok. Like, it's just... I feel like I'm picking up on too many details of them focusing. Like, when Loki looked at that apocalypse and there was a specific number of how many people died, how many Asgardians, and, like, his reaction... I was like, I feel like something is going to happen with Asgard. No, and it's possible. I mean, and she did, Enchantress did put those um, time bombs out in, you know, specific areas for specific reasons to create specific variances. So mm-hmm. there's, still, there's still that plan that I don't think we've seen come to fruition. Oh. Yeah, we have no idea what's spinning out of that at this point. There could be all kinds of crazy shit. I mean, that honestly, that little bomb drop could be, you know, playing into what's going to happen with uh, No Way Home or when, Doctor Strange or yeah, Multiverse of Madness or any any number of things could be a result of what's happening there. Yep. Well, three episodes left. We'll see what happens. I really like the lifting they've been doing with the show, though. I very much enjoyed it. Yep. At least it's less talking, sort of. There's been a lot of talking. There's a lot. Yeah, of there's talking. a lot of talking. There's so much talking. It's but just we the characters are a lot more interesting. Yeah, I guess so. They got a lot more to say, and I did like Tom Hiddleston singing. I like Loki sitting in the bar singing, yeah. singing a little Jodenheim doodle. I was that was great. It's like yeah, getting, getting all hammered. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, I'm not drunk. I'm full. I'm full. <laughs> I'm way past full. <laughs> All right, guys. What else do you want to talk about? Well, while we're on the topic of Loki, let's uh, switch over to Scarlet Witch and the fact that they are tweaking the final episode and the end credit scenes to play into uh, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, they, they switched up the background for sure. Um, 
everyone kind of is, is seeing this ghost appearing in the left part of the screen, drifting down towards the cabin. Um, based on my understanding of it, because uh, I looked at it and compared it to the original cut and everything like that, I'm fairly certain that is nothing. That's a ghost from the edit. They, they edited one of the windows if you track the entire shot, because it's done as a single shot. It's done, it's paying homage to Sam Raimi. They're doing a single shot take of this drifting down and into the house. Um, and that little ghosting image, when you get all the way down to where the cabin is, you can see that they've adjusted um, a lens flare that was happening in the window. Mm -hmm. And I think that's all that was. I think they were editing out a lens flare and they accidentally left the ghost. And so that's what that drift is. But they have increased and changed some of the surroundings. There's no longer ducks, which is interesting, or water birds or whatever you want to call them. I think they're ducks. They look like ducks. They decided to get rid of the wildlife. Yeah, the wildlife is gone and they've increased the amount of foliage and trees surrounding the lake and the cabin. Um, Interesting. Which could be them touching stuff up and what the indicator is is that they're changing some of the aspects of what's happening to fit with the storyline for uh, Multiverse. Multiverse of Madness and the beginning of that movie. Because if we're, if we're following this the same way, because how they did the Sam Raimi shot, um, our point of view would not be looking at someone floating down towards the cabin. Our point of view is the camera moving in towards the cabin. So mm -hmm. the, the, the thought process there would be that it's Doctor Strange. We are in his eyes. That's what he is seeing is him moving towards the cabin to figure out what's going on. I see. Is Interesting. What, which is what they're saying it's supposed to be. Yeah, that then that, that makes a lot more sense rather than some weird astral figure floating in from off screen. It mm -hmm. would make more sense to it being his perspective rather than showing him you show his perspective of the situation. Okay, that works. Yeah. That makes sense. So, I'm... Uh... I'm really curious about that interaction between Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch because they don't really interact before this, so not really. And they're and they've already admitted there was supposed to be two minor scenes, I believe, is what they had said. Mm -hmm. He was supposed to show up as literally a cut blip, so literally like a half second shot of him during one of the commercials, and then there was supposed to be him trying to speak to Scarlet Witch at the end of the series. Which is oh, those are why they're making this edit and no. making no. sure that we understand that he is directly tied to her. You know, um, it's the same thing that we're seeing a lot more to feed into Multiverse of Madness right now, even with the Shang-Chi trailer that just came out. Uh, oh, well, before, but so it still messes up with the voices. So are they going to replace the kids' voices that she hears for the whole reason for her to set off with Strange's voice? I don't think so. 
I because can... I mean, it, it, that's where it gets really disjointed for me is because you have Strange coming in. If this is Strange, okay, he's coming in to talk to her, but yeah. then she gets set off by her kids screaming for her, and she, you know, flies out of the cabin. So I don't. Just I, I think they should just leave it alone. Just, just they can play it for a different, play it an entirely different way. They they could have. I I, I, and I actually tend to agree with you. This if you would have done this as the original cut, yes, kind of made this point across, and then you hear him at the last second. You hear the kids screaming, and then maybe hear him not calling her Scarlet, but saying Wanda. Right. And that's when her eyes snap open. That would have been a good way to actually cut that scene, to have him be the last voice right after the kids scream. Right. So he but, snaps her back to out of the astral plane. Right. Instead of him just flying in there, which doesn't make sense. But I, I legitimately think a big chunk of that was the, and it was it was an homage shot. Yeah. It was it was a Sam Raimi classic, and they're like, oh well, that's leading into his movie, so let's go ahead and shoot it this weird long one shot pulling from way back and straight up to a close up scene. And I, I literally think that was the entire purpose of it was this just an homage shot, which you know people do that sometimes. So, well, and speaking of the Hulk, and to Bobby's point, the new Shang Chi trailer does give me a little bit, a little it, bit of hope. It gives me a lot of hope no, that they're going to be better than what but, you were seeing before, Smurf. Yeah, so you. You hated the idea of this movie at first. I remember that. I still, I still hate the idea of this movie. I, I, but there are things that are kind of generating more towards this could be cool, especially if they're playing it the way I think they're going to play it. Oh, you mean like uh, a you know best of the best or uh, nope Mortal Kombat or? <laughs> well, I mean that that element is in there, especially we get to see it with the trailer with abomination in the background abomination uh, fighting wong it appears yes which is oh so cool yeah the, so, so many elements of badassery so um, seems to be the the dominant story laying this out laying this movie out is going to be a battle for the ten rings yes as control but, over the ten rings so the the bit and this is where it gets kind of it really depends on what Marvel is going to do um, with, because I mean, there are, there are a lot of inappropriations with the Shang-Chi character and a lot of stereotypic, stereotypical names for characters that obviously they're going to change. Oh, yeah. but, They've but already think, done that. He's not, yeah. his dad's not his dad. Yeah. His dad is not his dad, but I think it is still his dad. I think, because we see at the end, what looks like Fing Fang Foom which I think is Shang-Chi's father transformed. So that would make Shang-Chi an alien of some sort. That's how come he can wield the Ten Rings. What are the Ten Rings? So the Ten Rings originally were in a ship that crashed and the Mandarin went in and pulled them out and found the the secret to using them. So they were actually rings that fit on his, his hand. Yeah, they but, traditionally wears them as like finger rings. Yeah, they're in or, or, ornate jewelry. But now we see the trailer where they're actual like um, Kung Fu style battle rings yeah. that are on 
their arms. And I'm sure that each one is embedded with a different power and all of that. Well, and that's what the the Ten Rings logo with the the rings with the swords crossing that they've shown a bunch of different times throughout the movies. Each one of those logos has a different meaning. Yes. And and as far as each one has a different ability, like the blackness ring, the anti-gravity ring, the flame ring. I mean, there's a bunch of different elements. Power. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the Fing Fang Foom is an actual alien dragon. So if I'm thinking they're going to go a certain way that Shang Chi's dad is the original owner of the rings that would they're going to try and merge him with the Fing Fang Foom dragon character and that's how come they can wield the ring so effortlessly because they're aliens oh yeah because his father in the comic books definitely has some racist connotations attached to it (laughs) yes it's it's not a good name it's not a nice name but this is this is a comic that was written back in the 60s mm-hmm. so it nobody thought anything of it but now you know you it, it's very insensitive and i could see them changing the direction of the characters and this is what makes the most sense to me for the story and the characters mm, yeah i i could see what you're saying i i'm not quite on the fin fang foom train yet I'm hopeful. That's that. I mean, it may are, not be Fing Fang Foom. That's dragons. who it is in the tank. Yeah. that is who it is in the tank. I see that there are other dragons, and that's what makes me not fully jump on that one. Just because there are a couple other, like there are dragon and stuff like that that definitely play in the Shang Chi universe already. So mm-hmm. well, and then you've got the dragon that's <clears> part of Iron Fist's background with the Shaolin monks and. Yeah. Um, moons and, and all yeah. of that so that could play into it as well and it's another sect of that religion but i wouldn't just given the nature of the rings and how they look they just look very cosmic in origin and it may not be fing fing foom but it may be one of the dragons from his race yeah and i could see that I, that's not even the part that excited me though that is cool no, abomination fight that's a- what excited me. Yeah, a bomb fighting Wong. So this is officially a fighting tournament to gain possession of the rings. That's and how what the Wong whole... ends up in this. I mean, unless he was on an ice cream well, run cause... and got kidnapped. I mean, how the hell did he get there? In theory, he's the second strongest sorcerer. Yeah. And if Steven's away, met dealing with uh, Wanda right now, he wouldn't be there for the fight. It'd be Wong. What's his name is stronger than Wong, but he's um, not there. Mordo, he's not part of it. He walked away. I guess I don't know. I mean, it's still kind of. I guess Wong would be the next strongest. Yeah, he's the he's the only one that would be even remotely close to matching power. But this A bomb appearance, which he, last we saw, he was in prison. Yes, he was. He was under the the control of Thunderbolt Ross. That's right. He's in the raft. And now he's magically in, assuming Madripoor is what it looks like again. Uh Um, Why is he there and how is he there? And why would Thunderbolt Ross want to uh, gain the Ten Rings? Because he's the Red Hulk. (laughs) (laughs) And now that we have confirmation that A-Bomb is going to be showing up in another show in the near future 
and that we're going to also have an appearance from an existing Hulk and two other Hulks. So they're setting up a pretty intense Hulk storyline in She-Hulk, it looks like, coming out of this. I think so. We're getting the Red Hulk, baby. Hold on no. to your first appearances, baby, because it's going to shoot up. I think oh, it was yeah. drawn around $70 last I checked. Yeah, it's uh, it's about to take a big big lift, I think. Mm-hmm. And see how all this plays out. But yeah, that's the part that excites me most, because I want to see who else is there. I know, so do I. <laughs> Are we going to get Iron Fist? Are we going to get, you know, someone fighting for the hand? Are we going to get someone, you know? Well, if we do, it'll have to be different actors. Well, it's well, not gonna. It's not gonna be what's his face playing Iron Fist. They've basically already confirmed that. He's gone. But maybe, maybe Silver Samurai. We could get a Silver Samurai. Yeah, and we and we could get uh, what's his face Charlie. What one of his Daredevil, whoever he is. He oh, is Charlie. Charlie Knox, or what's his name? Yeah. But the guy who is playing Daredevil during the Netflix, he is supposed to be showing up at some point. He was there during filming for something. Yep. He he is is back. Kingpin is back. They've they've kind of loosely confirmed he's back in addition to Jessica Jones and The Punisher. So all the Netflix people are are coming back. Sad little boy Iron Fist. Or characters anyway huh all the good ones if not the uh if not the actors well no uh, the actors back yes i'm just saying yeah Yeah. all the all the actors have been confirmed except for the one so yep what i was saying yeah, that'll be cool. And it'd be, I want to see, like, there's a lot of cool ways they could throw in some interesting cameos that are like, oh, yeah, that's coming too. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Just little, <laughs> little hints. Marvel is known for its Easter eggs and its cameos. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Oh. And they absolutely filled that trailer with. Totally. Cameos. You know what I'm waiting for? You know who's going to be in there. I already, I already call it. I'm calling it now. You know who's going to be in there? Deadpool. This will be his first cameo appearance in the new MCU. It's going to be in the fight scene. Deadpool, Deadpool's in Medrapore. I'm is calling he, it. Is he the X-Men representative or is he still Merkin right now? He's still Merkin. Are you kidding? He's Merkin. I'm telling you. It'd be interesting if we get a Weapon X reveal too during this somehow. You never know. That'd be an interesting way to do it. Like not someone super, like it's not going to be Wolverine, I don't think. But like maybe we get like Phantom X or something like that. That'd be interesting. We'll see. There's a lot that could come out of this, um, but they're saying this is going to be the big superhero reveal because the Black Widow movie is uh, more of a you know, prequel slash you know leads into future stories. But because in this movie, you know Natasha's still alive. Well, and, and they're introducing us to our new Black Widow during it, right. so. But so, yeah, that I think that's going to be the big part for that one is just we're going to know who the new Black Widow actually is. If she's going to remain as Black Widow, we'll see. But essentially, her replacement. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. 
Um, we want to jump over universes and uh, take a look at CGI creations. Brosnan's uh, yes. Black Adam, um, his Dr. Fate costume is going to be, they're saying it's going to be a fully digital costume. And let's hope that unlike Ryan Reynolds in Green Lantern, his CGI costume doesn't suck. This doesn't look like a jello mold sitting on someone's face. I I mean, still, even the the Ares CGI costume at the end of Wonder Woman wasn't that much better. I mean, I don't I don't want to bash on George Perez's design and it's a classic design, but I just think the CGI just made it look like dookie. I mean, it was Well, they did a decent job with the in uh with the I doubt I don't know, it depends. With when they did the Justice League remake, re- oh, retcon, uh, they yeah. did a decent job with the CGI at that with the costumes at the end. I thought eh, it was pretty good. I just don't understand why the choice. I mean, it's not like Pierce Brosnan's out of shape, and I mean, did he just basically go, "I'm Bond and I don't wear costumes"? I mean, I don't get it. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I don't know. And you know how many people are going to be trying to recreate that CGI costume? in an actual you know physical form yeah it's gonna be difficult to like there are so many ways they could fuck it up and i'm just hoping they don't like cgi has gotten better as long as you do it right if you render it correctly they've done some crazy shit in the last few years since oh yeah i mean we, we can look at iron man and freaking spider-man all of them most yeah. of them cgi suits so i get it mm-hmm. but at the same point eh. I don't know why they just don't hire a decent cosplayer like Yaya Han or Jessica Negri or hell any anyone that goes down the Dragon Con could probably assemble this costume. Or does they have them do the costume design? Yes, well, just, not even just, the design, just the actual creation. Yeah, yeah. just turn on a cosplayer. I don't, I don't get it, but because they're not Hollywood, man. I mean, I mean go ahead. there's so many different things that you can make and different things that you can do as a cosplayer, as a reenactor, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, hell, I was in two different Victorian, or excuse me, Tudor gowns this weekend, you know, with the headpiece and the corsetting and the whole bit. And I did that for under a hundred bucks a costume. I mean, yeah, but those really impressive, super nice cosplays take hundreds of hours and yes, the proper equipment. Like I was, like I was watching a uh, cosplayer break down how much money and how many hours it took to okay. make her single costume. And don't get me wrong, it's like one of the best cosplays I've ever seen. And I'm not saying. But, uh, it's thousands and thousands of dollars. Well, the studio should be. The I'm not saying the Doctor Fate costume could be done for the same price as my Tudor gown and headpiece. Oh. Yeah, I'm, saying, I'm just saying. Like, I understand cutting out that expense if you don't need it. As long as they do the CGI properly, um, I don't think they really need the suit. Yeah, but CGI is not cheap either. Even yeah. now, like it's especially with the rendering and the suit capture and the man hours 
involved. Yeah. I think you're, I think you're coming out on like you're still looking at dollars. thousands of dollars. Yeah. What's a couple grand in costuming yeah. for one character versus the man hours involved with rendering and imposing a costume. Yeah. But they already have to do all that. A lot of that rendering for the background scenery anyways. So it's not that hard to just add additional man hours to each bed. But, yeah, but everyone else that's in this movie is not doing CGI. Yeah. They're oh, all doing actual costumes. Black Adams is real. Shazam is real. The Shazamily is all real. They're, it's all Such practical. Shazamily? Yeah. yeah. The Marvel family. The Marvel, like all of his brothers and sisters from the first movie. Mary, all... Mary Marvel's costume looks spectacular. Oh yeah, my it looks God. crazy Super cool. Smash. Yeah. The only intricate thing about Dr. Fate is that helmet. I can understand Pierce Brosnan not wanting to wear that fucking thing because that's a headache waiting to happen. But the rest of the costume? Yeah, but there's a way you could modify it to where it wouldn't yeah. be a fucking bell ringer, you know? I mean, think about the number of other characters who have to wear uncomfortable helmets for their costumes. You mean like that crazy Suicide Squad guy with the big ashtray for a helmet? <laughs> I mean, I was thinking Judge Dredd, personally. You know, the only person that had an issue with that was Stallone. Because he wanted to show off his pretty face. Carl Urban was fine with it. Oh, Carl, Carl Urban, Carl Urban really did a much better job in that character. So. <laughs> yeah. Carl Urban was like, character wears it, I wear it. <laughs> yeah, because Dredd's Carl never Urban supposed to take man. his helmet off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at what Pedro Pascal, he had to shoot that two almost two full seasons of that show and he gets his helmet off twice the entire time. Yeah. So Pierce can, you know, suck it the fuck up and wear the helmet for a little bit. Put on his big boy panties. Yeah. I think it would be done better if it wasn't CGI. That's my big thing. CGI, you can screw up real easy. If you Mm -hmm. have a good costume designer, that's harder to fuck up. Uh, I'm just wondering if the CGI costume is going to kill the entire movie. It's going to cost a shitload, depending well, on how much he's actually in it. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily even the the budget, but, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, what's the thing that everybody remembers the most about the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie? A stupid uh, jello mask. Exactly. Which it, makes me angry because I love Green Lantern. So that made me very angry. <laughs> You know, I mean, yes, the movie itself sucked. Oh my God, Smurf. Smurf, you <laughs> like him. That looks better than the one they got on Ryan Reynolds in the movie. That's true. That is true. Well, at the end of Deadpool 2, he shoots himself in the head when he's reading the script. Which is earned. It is earned. <laughs> you know, I don't think it was, okay, the script wasn't good. But I don't think the script was the biggest problem with that movie. And I think that yeah. that's the point, you know, that the CGI costume was done so poorly that that's the running joke. Like, well, not just costume, like they, <laughs> they fucked up some pretty big stuff with the CGI work in that. And his costume was definitely the most notable thing, but they also, you know, fucked up parallax and they, Ryan Reynolds just wasn't a good choice for Hal. It really should have been Nathan Fillion. In general. It really should have been Nathan Fillion. 
It should have been, which is why Nathan Fillion, you know, when he did the voice acting for the same character, you know. He does a good job, yeah. I'll agree with that. Well, I'm I'm hopeful for the new series because it looks like they're taking it in a very different direction. So speaking of voice acting and animation and whatnot, um, has anybody watched The Long Halloween yet? I've I've got it. I'm sitting on it. I'll probably watch it on the plane tomorrow. So didn't get a chance. I'm gonna watch it this week. Yeah, I have it. So Tank, when I see you this week, I'll get you a, a copy of mine. Or oh. my copy. Awesome. That'd be great. I, I don't want to watch it right away because then I got to wait for part two. But it's Actually, coming out in the month of July. Yeah, it's coming out next month. It's not I, a big I, gap. I don't want to wait. I, I, what part of I don't want to wait. I want the whole <laughs> thing. Patience <laughs> has never been your strongest suit. No. <laughs> don't, be, don't be greedy. Be happy I'm that we're getting it. I'm not a patient it. man. <laughs> be happy and hopeful, I guess. I am hopeful. Happy is debatable. <laughs> drink more wine. You'll be happier. Yeah. All right. I'll drink more wine. Right. <laughs> so let's see. Okay, Bobby. I'll drink more wine. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was, it was an arm twister there. Uh, okay. So other movies that are coming out next month that we're, well, at least that I'm really fucking excited about is the Troll Hunters Rise of the Titans. This is the movie that's supposed to wrap up the Tales of Arcadia. Yep. Uh, this is a, a series that started back uh, in the first one. Uh, first season of Troll Hunters came out in 16. Yeah, that's what I thought, this yeah. Five years in the making. And I think it it's some of cool. Del Toro's best work. I love the characters. I, I, I'm absolutely... Uh, I, I think it's great. I'm I'm so excited to see how this how this all plays out. I'm also I really liked the last series they did, and I'm excited to see them incorporate it into the Troll Hunter universe. I mean, they already did that pretty overwhelmingly with the Alien and the Troll Hunter one, mm-hmm. but the uh, Wizard one was kind of left out. And they're going to have to integrate that in as well as create a good narrative through the course of this movie to resolve it. I'm, I really hope he's got it in, and, but I have confidence considering how good this series has been. Yeah, yeah. he's I, done a good job so far. It'll be out in just a couple of weeks, and we will definitely be doing a full review on it. Oh, yeah, pull it in. What is the exact release date, Bobby? July 21st. Yeah. Okay. On Netflix. So I had honestly uh, forgotten it was supposed to come out this summer. And then, you know, Netflix sends me that reminder at the end of the month about all of the things that I might be interested in for the next month. And so that popped Mm -hmm. up on my phone and I was like, fuck yes. I've been trying to keep up with their movie of the week thing, but I got lost. Yeah, no. <laughs> I've caught most of them, I think, but there's been a few where I'm like, I have no idea what the movie is actually being. I don't know what it is. Which one is it? I finally watched um, Stowaway, and that was just garbage. Fuck that film. Oh, that, I just got, I was angry at the end of that thing. That uh, I didn't make it through the whole thing. I made it through about 20 minutes, and I was like, this is not very interesting. No, I, and I was just like, mother 
They're really trying very hard to get into the hard sci-fi market, and they're just not nailing it. They are not. I think I think they're better with the 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 troll hunters three below those three aliens. That's better sci-fi than what I watch. And and I love um, Kendrick. She's great, but it's just I can't I can't. Oh my god, it was just so horrible. It sucks yeah. that hard, huh? Oh my god, I don't you have no... it was don't that waste my time basically. Don't waste your time. Don't, the story goes absolutely nowhere. And right. as much as like I said, as much as I love Anna Kendrick. And the girl can do no wrong, but oh my god, I was just furious at the end of the film because I was just like, "Well, that was fucking pointless." And yeah, no, 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 no. I think the only thing I watched on Netflix this week was watching the rewatching the season two finale of Umbrella Academy. But that's just yeah. that's really cool. And You're not wrong. the Sparrow Academy coming up, and they got me wanting to watch it again. Yeah, the only thing I'm rewatching is uh, uh, Seven Deadly Sins because the new season came out today. Oh, that's right. That did come out. Mm. Yep. And I turned it on and I was like, I have no fucking idea what was going on. What am I watching? <laughs> Down yep. <to> back up. <laughs> so I restarted the fifth or fourth season. But. I mean, I'm excited about it. That's like the best anime Netflix has, so. Okay. Sure. I wouldn't disagree. I like yeah. Baku, personally, but that's just because the fight scenes are ridiculous. I don't like that style of animation, but. Oh, okay. It's all personal preference. Oh, yeah, definitely. But. That is a close-up of Smurf's chin, everyone, if you wanted to see that. That was very nice. <clears throat> so. Damn, you're ugly. We're all waiting for Troll Hunters. Day. Yes. Uh, no, I'm just excited to see it. I can't wait for it to come out. Yeah. Now, another movie that we are uh, hesitant about coming out, and that is Sing 2. Okay, so Sing One is like my ultimate guilty pleasure movie. I've probably watched that movie like 40 times. It's mm-hmm. one of the few movies I've, I like enough to own, even it's if it is digital. It's not even a guilty pleasure for me. I legitimately love that movie. The it's music is so good. Taron uh, Edgerton somehow playing a gorilla singing Elton John is amazing. It is. That's it gets me every song. single time. I'm like, this is beautifully done. It really is. And like that entire movie was just so much better than I expected it to be. Well, and that him doing that is what got him the part to actually play Elton John and Rocket Man. Is it really? Yeah. I didn't realize that. One of, one of the reasons, yes. Elton saw, apparently Elton hadn't seen that performance and he saw that and he's like, who the hell is this guy? And so... Well, and then they worked together on uh, Kingsman yeah. 2. And... Yeah, and then they did that. Yeah, And then apparently like that's a big chunk of it was he knew he could sing his songs and actually keep up with it and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, personally, I think he did a better job than Elton John did. At least in that <laughs> specific song. But... You know what? I wouldn't fight you on that. He did a 
ridiculously good job in that. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, I'm very hesitant about a sequel to a movie that was that good. And I'm more hesitant because I'm looking at the trailer right now in the background and I am seeing no musicians I know listed in the credits, which is not a good sign. I'm seeing like, I'm assuming some of these are bands I just don't know, like Hazley, Farrell. Halsey, yeah. Halsey. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Dono. Who? D-O-N-O? Uh, yeah, it's Dono. Yeah. It's, it's modern music. That's all it is. Yeah, and it's just like the reason that movie was so great is because they have music that spanned like a 30-year period. Oh yeah, so they had to so many people. Yeah, they had the classic standards. They had punk. They had pop. They had, you know, everything. They they went from across the scale. Minus, you know, I didn't really hear any hip hop. But besides that, they they went through everything and t- put something in there. Yeah, I mean, one uh, of the bits of the new mo- of the sequel though is that they do have um, the original voices. Which is good. Coming back. Well, and yes. I think necessary, honestly. Oh, yeah. There's no way you could do it without the original voices. Because the entire film is driven by singing and vocals. So it's like there's no way you could uh, create this movie without it. I'm just I'm really... Brought in a brand new cast, but they didn't. And I, and I appreciate that. Well, they could have replaced everybody, I guess. But yeah, that's what they would have had to do. They would have had to replace the characters, not just the actors. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But then that's the part that makes me hesitate on this movie is because the movie, the first one was structured well and it told a complete story. Mm-hmm. So what is happening that sets off the chain of events for the next one? So it looks like they're trying to start a show in las vegas and they're trying to i don't know why it looks like it's somewhat related to the voice well and see that's the confusing part like why is the story in the first one was about rebuilding his theater yeah and they get this get, get they get it done by the end the end of the movie is the theater is complete all of these people helped make it happen it's big and beautiful neighborhood comes together Mm-hmm. And now they're moving to Vegas. Why? Take I, Joe on the road, baby. Yeah, I sounds very Madagascar. <laughs> and I don't know. It just seems it seems unnecessary. I would not mind legitimately if they just forewent forego the second movie and just put out an album of all these characters singing, as you know. That'd be cool. I agree. I would like another couple songs by each of them, except yeah. for the elephant. I was never super big on the elephant. I can understand that. You know, that that is a taste one, so I get that. All the rest I adored. It's just, I don't know. She was like too poppy. Well, but I mean, not like the right kind of pop for me. I was gonna say that kind of was the character. <laughs> Yeah. But then you have like the uh, the pig and that was as poppy as it comes. That was Taylor Swift. And did a better job than Taylor Swift did. 
Well, that's not a high bar. <laughs> but yes, you're right. And then um, Scarlett doing her punk rock. That was cool. I enjoyed it. And it's like, I'm really curious to see how this goes because I just, I love the hell out of the first movie. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of my more watched movies as an adult because I could just throw it on when I'm reading and the music is so pleasant that it's wonderful to have in the background. Yeah. But we'll see. It comes out uh, sometime. I think it's August. Let me see. I got like two seconds left. Apparently there's a pig that jumps off of a thing. Uh, Christmas. So it's all, it's out around Christmas. So it's shooting for that really big day. I think that's when the first one came out. I believe that's right. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it much later. Same here. Sorry? I same here. I saw it at home with the kid. She wanted yeah. to see it. It was just such a stupid sounding concept. That's why the it was such a surprising success. What, singing animals? You thought that was not you thought that was gonna fail? I thought it was gonna be lame, is what I thought. <laughs> gotcha. You thought it'd be successful financially, but be shitty. Yeah. But no, it's actually really good. All right, what else? Let's see. Uh, Doctor Who, Jodie Whittaker is leaving. Yay! Yeah, very quick out for her, actually. These rumors have been circulating for over <clears throat> a year. Chris Chimnall has destroyed the Doctor Who franchise by running it right into the ground and just writing some of the worst sci-fi imaginable and destroying and just shitting on the Doctor Who fans. I mean, the ratings have tanked. Nobody cares. Nobody's watching. And no, I, they, I, I couldn't continue watching. See, the no. weird thing is, I don't put this on her performance as Doctor Who. I put this on the story writing of Doctor Who. Which is which is Chimnall. He's the yeah. he, he's the one that's has done this. But I don't I, I mean Whitaker's just I don't know if she's limited by the material or just limited in general because she's still not even delivering it in a a a a, a palatable way. It's just yeah. The most interesting character was one of the companions and he's not even coming back for the next season. See, and I, from my perspective on this is that it fully is the writing that killed it. Because I've seen her before. She is not a bad actor, actress. I mean, she's not, she was in broad church. She, she does a very good job in broad church. I just don't know if she is a good doctor. No, well, maybe you could be right. Maybe it's just not the right character. I don't. I don't think it's a but, good marriage, and I think it was just forced. All of the above. I, yeah. I yeah. I but I would. I push the writing was the issue more than her acting was the issue. Oh, the 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 writing is the the worst. I mean, it is absolutely the worst. I mean fucking hell i mean I'll, I'll take a bubble wrap monster any day of the week now after watching chimnall's attempt at this atrocity 
that he's trying to pitch as as decent writing, especially coming from a kid who was on a panel that that attacked the writers back in the 80s for writing such horrible Doctor Who episodes. And you can look it up. Chimnall is like a little kid just like, well, this is the worst writing ever. And now he's now he can. Yeah, he's he's the cause of it now. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. So I'm I I just want it over and done with. I I don't even know if I'll come back for this season. I I don't back for the, the, the boy doctor. You know, it's 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 not even so much that. They went with a female because that's not the oh, issue. No, no, no. I mean, the kid that they're casting legitimate looks like a teenage boy. Um, probably. or at least the one that they're proposing right now, Ali Alexander, who yeah. looks like he might be sixteen. But they haven't confirmed him yet. Not least. confirmed, but he is the front runner right now. And you never know. I mean, it's it's difficult to say who the next doctor is going to be. I just think not that there was anything bad with having a female doctor. Just mm-hmm. let's put that. Let's no. just sit that straight now. I it's like the idea, yeah. and I think it was they just forced it too soon. They didn't prepare, and Chimnall's not a a skilled enough writer to handle that dynamic. He he's he's just not. It's and and he's just come up with horrible tropes, horrible you know, just bad morals that he just has to cram down your throat. So it's fine. But I wouldn't mind another female doctor. And I know, I can't remember her name, but she showed up. She was another female doctor from another timeline or some other storyline, which we never really got an explanation for. It just, she was just thrown in there. So, and is, is he going to remain the writer or? I I don't know. That's the, that's the issue. Yes. You, you can, you know. He needs to be gone. He needs to be done. She, <laughs> or Doctor Who is over. We can question her ability a little bit to play the character because maybe she doesn't just have the the right dynamic to fit the character. But it, the writing was so poor that I don't think it matters. You could have stuck David Tennant in there. You could have stuck uh, Matt. What's what, Matt? What's his name? Matt. Matt Smith in there. You could have stuck any of the doctors in there, and it would have played out just as terribly in the storyline. Most likely. I don't know. I mean, the delivery may have been a little bit different instead of this spastic head case. I don't know. But yeah, the, the writing, Chimnall's got to go. And I don't know who you're going to get in there to replace him. That's the other part. But I'm sure all of the fans are calling for Chimnall's head if the, if, if the ratings aren't screaming enough as they plummet drastically. Well, like, that's the weird part. I haven't seen anybody calling him out at this point which is bullshit yeah um the only reason that they the only reason we've heard about a potential person for you know the replacement with ollie alexander is because uh russell t davies brought his name up <laughs> so, hell I'd, I'd take russell t davies back any day of the week right now but at this fucking point yeah but it, and it's unfortunate for her because it it because it kind of casts a negative light on that aspect of like, oh, if it was a male, she would have. Well, no, because it, the writing sucked. <laughs> it, it, well, <laughs> so it, it, leaves, it leaves a stain on the franchise that's not easily removed. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, it, the franchise takes a major hit on oh, yeah. this, and it, it's just 
we're talking about one of the longest running fr- no we are talking the longest running franchise in history and this is this is this is a horrible thing to do to it I mean, we knew we were going to get a decrease in quality because it has kind of been dipping for a while. I'm just hoping they recover from it. I don't I don't know how. I mean, without scrapping the entire executive producing staff, I mean, you, you basically got to start almost completely over because they've just completely ran this into the ground. Mm-hmm. But you're right. They've, they've got to start. They've got to start at the top and just rework the entire thing because I know there even like former Doctor Who alum are like, what the hell's going on? Why? Why? I mean, I, you have you have actresses and actors like Billy Piper and uh, John Barrowman and Matt Smith. Like, what's what's going on? Why? Why are they doing this? This is horrible. Well, so, man, I, I would like to point out across all of them coming out. None of them have said anything about her. Nope. They haven't. None of them have said anything about her performance as being the issue. Nope. And I don't think that I I don't think that she's the problem. I think that she's not the right person to play this character. And that it doesn't matter her gender. I just don't think she's the right person. But I Mm. think that the the writing and everything else has gone so downhill that the storyline isn't interesting anymore. It's not. It's not. It's too... I don't even want want to say clean, but it's too surgical of an approach to the character. Well, it's, it's, it's not even surgical. You're being, you're being spoon fed the, the plot. And that's what I mean. That that's kind of what I mean. I'm like, there is no weird in a good way. What, really, which is what you should expect with Doctor Who is it does weird, but it does it in a way that keeps you kind of coming back. And you think it you you think it through for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, hopefully we'll see a big change because I would like to be a fan of the series again. Yeah, you and me both, buddy. What was that, Bobby? I said, Do you think if we all blink, we'll be transported back in time to when there was a good Doctor Who on? I mean, if I that's my, the case, then we should warn the whole world about Corona. <laughs> I got my TARDIS stashed in the basement. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> and here I'm just thinking, oh my, the, the days of good Doctor Who. But fortunately, that's mostly available on streaming now. Oh, yeah. I, I still will go back and honestly watch uh, Tenant's run. Mm-hmm. That was my that's favorite nice. run. Eccleston's my favorite. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind Matt Smith. I'll watch this too. But my my favorite run personally was uh, Tenant, just because of his ability to kind of flip flop between that crazy serious and just chaotic goofiness. Mm-hmm. Really drew me in. Yeah. Well, that is everything that we have on the agenda for the evening. Unless you guys want to add anything else. I guess not. Watch Superman and Lois. The new Superman and Lois. Really oh, cool. right. You guys have I, ha- I have a theory. I, I say for the end of the season, or we end the season on Doomsday. We've got Reign of Superman going on. The only person missing is Supergirl. I, I honestly think we'll get Doomsday by the end. And I hope you're right, because that'd be a cool way to end it. I think so. 
and it, it would bring me it. back to season two. Yeah, if you haven't watched it, watch it. It's actually done in a very interesting approach to superhero characters, which you don't really see often. A very hum, very human, human-driven storyline. Mm-hmm. It is probably the Arrowverse's biggest gem right now, I think. And yeah. I hate to say that, especially with Flash, but Flash is is limping to the finish line yeah. right now. And I don't know because a lot of it's Rona. And a lot of it's staff changing. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of. But... Seems like there's a lot of disinterest in being there right now. Unfortunately. Yep. You can see it. You can see it with everybody, and they're all gone. They've all left. So. Yeah. But Superman and Lois is is remarkably good. So. Yes. There that's you go. My, that's my thing for the day. That's the yeah. Yep. And on that bombshell, who knew Superman would be the greatest show ever? We shall leave you with that. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Give us a like. Give us a share. We also would love to hear your comics in, comments in the space below. But in the meantime, run fast, laugh hard, and always be kind.